Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Suchere. Director of social media in there. The director of social media is, of course, present and accounted for, which we would demand because he is a very important part of this. How uh, many doubles did Escobar post. have last night? I thought just the Dos. one, right? Two. Was it two? Dos. What's before? the major oh, league that's record right, because for doubles? He uh, he got to third, but that was on an air. That's right. I apologize. What's the major league record for doubles? I was just having this conversation. Hold Might on. he be on pace to? Oh, own he's that. on pace to shatter it. Yeah. He's, he's got pace. 32 doubles now, doesn't he? Yeah, he's on pace for 71, which, you know, you don't think that that would happen. But we look it up. Wow. Record. He's having a great year. While you do that, I'll do a name ruling. What's the temperature? 77. Lovely day. Yeah, it is. Uh, where is it? Uh, Earl Webb hit 67 doubles in 1931. Huh? Earl Webb hit 67 doubles in 1931. So 67 is the record? Mm-hmm. I think he's got a chance. Well, if he keeps if he keeps hitting like this, he certainly does. Uh, so that's a record that has stood for, what is it, 1931? 1931. 87 years. And by the way, <clears throat> the most recent was Todd Helton in 2000, and he only got to 59. But the rest of them, they're 67, 64, 63. These are all in the 1930s and the 1920s. Hmm. I am writing on behalf of my wife, Carrie, who delivered our baby boy Sunday, June 17th at 10.56 a.m. We would like a name ruling. William Theodore. And we are already calling him Billy. We know that Carrie's late father, the original Billy Clatt, Mm -hmm. is looking down on our new baby with so much pride and joy. Both mom and baby are doing well. Good good luck, Mike, Carrie, and baby Billy, your newest GLer. Fantastic. You don't need a name ruling. No, you you got it. You don't need a name ruling on William Theodore. No, but I hope he can skate. Oh, he'll be able to skate. Probably can skate now. Probably Probably. skate better than me. Yeah, right. skate already. But no, uh, no rulings are required for conventional and uh, appropriate I, name. I think what they're doing, they're just, you know, telling everybody. What do you think they wanted to hear the sound? They're, they're not. Yeah, but we don't do that, Carrie. You should know that. We don't just name William Theodore Clatt and then, you know, applaud or anything like that. And an email Congrats from Doug them. who says, a headline from the pinnacle of journalism, the Washington Post. Another aspect of white privilege, better sleep. <laughs> We're, but we get more sleep because we're not worried about things? You or what? feel guilty now when you go to bed. Oh. Okay, when is uh, the president arriving in Duluth this afternoon? What does that mean? Does that mean right now or 3 o'clock? I have or? not been sent his schedule from the Secret Service, but uh, it was supposed to have been this afternoon. Uh, you know that shipping will be stopped in the harbor? So I suppose the freighters will have to wait out on the lake. Huh? Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Is do we know? I haven't really paid much attention. Do we have a a a Clinton style president or a Bush style president? In what as far sense? as timing, keeping time. Oh, I he, W was no you no he, this guy on. this guy this guy he's a bad waiter. 
Trump's a bad way. He wants to. He he's wants out to of their schedule. He's okay. out of there immediately. Okay. But he's going to sign uh, an executive order prior to the arrival in Duluth that will end the separation of families at the border. I, I agree with that. Uh, President Trump said today he plans to sign an executive order designed to keep families together during detention on the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, Trump added, we're keeping families together, but we have to keep our borders strong. We will be overrun with crime and with people that should not be in our country. You know, the other thing that occurred to me, you can find it if you go on the Internet. There's nothing new about this. When Obama was president, it just didn't get covered. I was looking at a story. From so are they opportunists that they're that they're almost no, it's, pinpointing? It's, no, this. no, no. Obama was okay because he fit the template of the of the current news gatherers, uh, progressive black leftist. That's you can't get any better. <laughs> you do whatever that. you want, yeah. Uh, and this guy Trump doesn't fit the agenda whatsoever. But this did happen during the Obama administration. It's 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 plagued. It's beleaguered all presidents basically. Uh, Here's a story from CBS Los Angeles uh, from April 29th, 2014. A local family says it will sue President Obama and several federal agencies because their loved one, an immigrant being held in various detention centers, died while awaiting to get medical treatment. I, it, it, that, that's, from, that's not from Alex Jones. That's from CBS Los Angeles. I, I'm not going to read the whole story. My point being that uh, every president has been, uh, to some degree, uh, burdened by this ongoing effort to control the borders. And now it, it, it develops that the Trump uh, either has signed or will sign something before he arrives in Duluth uh, to keep families together. So uh, thank God he came to his senses. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's really, there's really nothing more he, he could do. But the center is not holding. Uh, and th- this issue is exacerbating is that. The, the center is not holding whatsoever. Uh, I, I wish I could find something uh, positive to say, but uh, I can't other than the center. Well, it's not, not Thursday. You don't really have to. You're well, to last night the Homeland Security Secretary, Kirsten Nielsen, was having dinner at a Mexican restaurant in Washington, D.C. Is she allowed to do that? No, she was chased out. Mm by the activists who uh, were uh, hectoring her. So you, you shouldn't be here. You uh... Well, I, <laughs> that's really a bad choice on her part to go to a Mexican restaurant. That's a good point. Uh... But here's what I want to know. And then it says, the D.C. chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America shared video on Facebook of activists booing and yelling at Nielsen and calling on her to abolish U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement. Uh, We're in downtown D.C. disrupting DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen's dinner at MXDC, the group wrote. The irony isn't lost on us that this is a Mexican restaurant. The group repeatedly yelled shame at Nielsen and end Texas concentration camps. And again, this was not done during any previous administration, even though the situations were remarkably similar in previous situations. Where were they? The group, uh, a Slate journalist shared a video of Nielsen leaving the restaurant after apparently being driven out by the chanting crowd. Uh, Okay, here's what I want to know. Yeah? I'm pretty up on the news. And I've seen her on TV a few times. Okay. She's the she's the brunette. I don't I don't know. I don't know if she's I think she's blonde, but that you're you're oh, helping rest my case. I wouldn't have known her in the restaurant. Yeah, I don't. 
How oh, yeah, could she's he... the blonde that's just been on with uh, Sarah the last couple of days? Well, but I I couldn't pick her out of a police lineup. I've seen her on TV. Well, do you do you think the restaurant goers were that keen and up on their current events that they they nudged each other in the ribs and said, "Hey, look at there's that Nielsen woman sitting there." That oh. that does, you know what it reminds me of? Who was the woman in town having yeah, brunch uptown. with her mother? Uh, Reeves. She was the um, Tommy Tommy. Yeah, to, uh, Laren. Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren. And she's having breakfast or lunch or something with mm-hmm. her mother uh, on her She roof. had the cup of water thrown at yeah. her. Or the drink or whatever it was. Yeah, the more I think about that, I'm thinking maybe that was a setup. I, you know, I... Yeah, you said that in the... I, I did, and I didn't... Because you always have to be wary of whether it... But I, I thought that right away, too. Well, unfortunately, all Americans have earned the right to be terribly cynical about everything. Yes, we have. So, but... Her... If I'm her, in a restaurant... Her money's as green as anybody else's, though, as far as going to a Mexican well, restaurant. Well, I, I, we, we're going to cover that to oh. some extent today regarding a restaurant in Duluth. Uh, I, I would not have known who that was. Yeah. Well, now that now let's let, as long as we all earn the right to be cynical, let's let's take it down the dark hole. Okay. Uh, do activists have means of? Uh, discovering which uh, member of the administration might be dining at any particular restaurant in the D.C. area on any given night, and then the call goes out and, you know, Bob's got to leave his apartment and go down to the Mexican restaurant to complain. Uh, In other words, I'm finding it. Now, it is Washington, and you might have a lot of people who are extremely aware of the news, but I'm finding it difficult to believe that she could be having dinner there and then suddenly have... Just a minute. Just a minute. I think I've just answered my own question. The D.C. chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America shared video on Facebook of activists booing and yelling at Nielsen. Does that does that suggest that the Democratic Socialists of America were on the lookout for her? Followed her into the restaurant and then Hector hectored her out of it. What if they called in before for a reservation and said this is a highly um you know, this is a higher up, and then maybe it leaked out via the Mexican restaurant. I don't know. I, I don't know for security purposes if they would have to say, we've got a, a cabinet member coming to dine here. No, if I was in a restaurant in the Twin Cities, I'd recognize Dayton. Yep. I'd recognize Amy Klobuchar. Yep. I'd recognize Keith Ellison. I'd recognize Jason Lewis. I'd recognize... Betty not- McCollum? Huh? Betty McCollum? I'm not sure I would. <laughs> I I, and I'm not sure I'd recognize Eric Paulson. I'm not sure I'd, rec- I'd, I'd recognize Tom Emmer. Yep. Uh, who's the current lieutenant governor? T- uh, Fishback. I'm, I wouldn't recognize her. I would not. I wouldn't I, recognize Tina Smith. Tina Smith, I, yeah, I, I, you would, only because uh, right. she's started to run some ads. And I, I, I know what her, I mean, she has a distinct look. I'm telling you, I think there's. But I a, see your point, though, right? I, I think that I think activists have a networks that. Yeah, I don't know where Mark Dayton goes out to eat. I don't know where Governor Dayton goes. Obama uh, ate at Matt's one time. Had a juicy Lucy. Yes. I don't. There was no protesting of that. That wouldn't stop me from going to Matt's. No, in fact, I think we thought it was kind of a cool deal that he. Yeah. That he went there. All right, just a moment. Mm-hmm. 
the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. All right, I just huddled with John Hyde in the newsroom. For what reason? I stopped short of saying that Obama and Bush called for the separation of families. What I did say is that all recent administrations have been beleaguered by this problem. The best height can can determine is that Bush and Obama administrations did not allow the separation of families. What you can discover on the internet, and I'm, I'm hesitant because I don't like some of the sites, are the photographs of extremely similar confinement situations. The difference, okay. the difference apparently being that in the confinement areas, the families were not separated. And maybe, maybe by the time uh, Trump arrives in Duluth late this afternoon, that will also be the case with the Trump administration. Keep the families together and sort this out. Beyond that, what did I say yesterday? This demands the wisdom of Solomon, and I do not possess it. Right. I do not have it. Uh, will this... And I still want to know how the chanting activists learned that somebody named Kirsten Nielsen was eating at the restaurant. Yeah. I, 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 my guess would be the, the restaurant. The restaurant would have maybe said, hey, we got this person. But then things that would have to happen so fast, wouldn't they? You know, Joe, the, uh, the, the situation with her and the, the storyline with what's going on with with, with the uh, the migrant families it's it's you're i'm now closer towards you in terms of social media because you just you simply can't it's very difficult to get the truth well not only that but regardless of what side of the aisle you happen to be on yeah you you just can't be away from f- fighting on there or people you're never going to convince somebody that views a topic like this on the opposite you're never going to convince that person to have a different view of anything. No. Nope. And it's, it's a, oh, it, the, God. The center's not holding, folks. You know, every once in a while we come across an example of the center holding. But in the main, as Father Whalen used to say, in the main, in the main, it's not holding. Did you read uh, Peter Fonda's tweets? Ugh. Did you read them? What no. did Peter Fonda say? <laughs> I'm looking up right now. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what he said. Okay. I have not been on the Twitter. Uh, he's now 78. Uh, and he said that Baron Trump should be ripped from his mother's arms and put in a cage with pedophiles. Huh. So he's gone crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. He really, uh, uh, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? I would say so. Mm-hmm. We should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if mother will stand up against the giant a-hole she is married to. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. I don't even know what that refers to. Uh, Looks like Jim Carrey's got to shut up, too. But see, he's in the club, so he'll go to a restaurant in Malibu tonight and they'll pat him on the back. Of course they will. Yeah. yeah. And, and that behavior is tolerated, which is just... Equally as despicable. Well, and it's both sides. It's both it sides. It is, 100%. Corey Lewandowski, former Trump campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski. Yep, I remember that guy. Uh, okay. He was on uh, 
Former Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski took some serious heat over his response to a fellow guest Tuesday night on CNN. I, I don't know why Corey Lewandowski was on uh, CNN. During a heated discussion about children being separated from their parents when illegal immigrants arrive at the U.S. border, senior Democratic National Committee advisor Zach Petkanis described the scenario of a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome who was brought up as a case of particular concern. Okay. All right. Before Petkanis finished his sentence, Lewandowski cut in saying, wah, wah. Well, he's as foul as Peter Fonda. Right. Right? right, isn't he? Let him let him tell his let him tell if he's got something. Let him tell the story. You don't have to interrupt him. No, civility. There civility. is none, Matt. There civility. is none. The decline of moral and ethical integrity is is we're awash in it. Well, maybe we. Can Lewandowski get guy- saying that about a child with Down syndrome is as foul as Peter Fonda yeah. or Kathy Griffin or Robert De Niro or all the rest of them in the club. Right. He just he's he's. Despicable for saying that. I don't even care if it's anecdotal. I don't even care if if whoever uh, this pet canis is is made that up. You don't you don't go wah wah. No, you don't. What a bunch of BS. Just have some decency. There isn't any. I know. Why? We're so short of adults. It's pathetic. Okay, and I'm gonna it, again. It goes both ways. It's on both sides. Why is everybody so crazed to be heard? You're you're not gonna you're not gonna change uh, most people's opinions if you feel one way and they feel the other way. It's just a discussion. Well, but people are not civil anymore. Uh, is Height ready to entertain us from the newsroom? He is. He I'm not be. sure entertains the right word, but is he ready to broadcast we'll from find the newsroom? Out. Word.com. Wake up, look around the world, not a pretty sight. That beat up so bad, you lose your fight. Yikes, I just came across more of Fonda's tweeting. Holy oh. heck. <laughs> Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Peter's a little nuts. There's no doubt about it. Is this a case of maybe he had a couple of pops in him and started tweeting, or is he just insane? No, he's just one of the members of the club. Is this it's worse insane. than Reavers going after Paul Molitor? Yes. Well, again. <laughs> don't pitch Zach Duke against a right-handed batter. It's just go. that simple. I, I lo- but I love Paul. Don't get him started. The Twins won last night. He's my guy. They my did. Cretan guy won. They did. Okay. It's partly sunny and 77 degrees. Uh, this update brought to you by MetaFast. Despite Zach Duke pitching to a righty, Twins beat Boston in the series opener last night behind Eduardo Escobar's two doubles and three RBIs. They'll play again tonight. Lance Lynn pitches for the Twins. Lefty David Price goes for the Red Sox. I love Molitor. I do. But sometimes he does stuff that I, I don't agree with. And so the Lynx beat the Dallas Wings 91-83 last night. There the you Link- go. Boom. Boom. Lynx are now 5-6 and six on the season. Next up, the Lynx are in Phoenix Friday night where they will play the Mercury. News notes from today. There will apparently be an executive order now from President Trump to end the separation of families at the border. A source familiar with the order on family separation says it will not end the zero tolerance policy. It will be more narrowly focused on ending the family separations by allowing families to be detained together, as happened during the Bush and Obama administrations. This source noted it's not yet clear how the families that are currently separated will be reunited. 
Uh, now, the president will be in Duluth for an early evening uh, rally, so we would assume that'll be signed before he leaves Washington. Uh, shipping and boating will come to a temporary halt at a portion of one of the busiest ports at the Great Lakes when the president pays a visit to Duluth. Coast Guard is working with the Secret Service to secure the Port of Duluth Superior. The president has a meeting on mining and trade followed by an evening rally tonight. The port used by freighters from around the Great Lakes as well as ocean-going vessels from around the world. Apparently that airport can accommodate a 747. I've never been to that airport or seen it. I don't think I have either. President Trump's 2020 campaign manager is calling for Attorney General Jeff Sessions to be dismissed. Brad Parscale tweeted to, uh, yesterday that it was time to fire Jeff Sessions. The Attorney General has become a flashpoint in all of this, but Parscale's focus appeared to be on Sessions' role with Special Counsel Robert Mueller's ongoing investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. Uh, today, the uh, president's lawyer, one of his lawyers, Rudy Giuliani, said he wishes uh, Parscale would just, for the time being, be quiet. Stearns County officials have charged a teenager in connection with the fire that occurred at a historic Catholic church in Melrose in March of 2016. Authorities charged the individual who was 13 years old at the time of the incident with first-degree arson after the individual confessed to intentionally setting the fire at the church. Stearns County authorities launched an investigation after the fire occurred at about 4.30 in the afternoon at St. Mary's Catholic Church on 5th Avenue Southeast in Melrose on March 11th of 2016. State Fire Marshal's Office and Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives helped in the investigation, which caused millions of dollars in damage to the 118-year-old Romanesque Revival-style building. According to authorities, for the next 22 months, the Melrose Police Department investigated the arson along with their state and federal partners. In January of this year, Melrose Police asked the Stearns County Sheriff's Office for help. After a review of the file and re-interviewing process, investigators conducted an interview with the teenager on June 5th. That's when he confessed to starting that fire. Last night, St. Paul School Board members wrangled on how to balance their budget. They say more money is going out than coming in. Why can they never have a balanced budget? I do not understand. Everybody else in the world has to. Yep. Yes, they say they have a seventeen million dollars shortfall. Well, there's. Did they make a deal with the teachers' unions already that they should not? They're irresponsible. Yes. Leaders debated where to make the necessary cuts in the $750 million budget and by how much. Marie Schrule, the chief financial officer, said on average, most programs will get 5% less in funding. Other savings, she says, will come from cutbacks in staffing. More than 100 positions, including teachers, will be eliminated. However, Schrule said nearly all of them would likely be reassigned somewhere else in the district due to retirements and resignations. State's only Russian program at the high school level will be cut. And the district will contribute half a million bucks less to retiree benefits for the 2018-19 school year. All these reductions take effect in the fall. Uh, she said there will be some cost increases, though, with the addition of 15 new teachers for the English as a Second Language program, the Indian Education program, and more substitutes to cover for an increase in teacher absences. Board members also plan to ask residents to kick in some money. Why would an increase in teachers' absences be acceptable to the point where you'd accommodate the absences by hiring more people? It's not how it works in the real world. Why don't they go to work? At the July meeting. Manipulation of the system. The July meeting, they'll decide how much the referendum will be when it goes on the November ballot. So, had a show. It's the Russian for it will be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starbucks says it'll accelerate its store closings in the U.S. next year to counter cooling sales growth. The Seattle-based company announced that it will close 150 underperforming stores in heavily penetrated markets, up from the usual rate of 50 closings per year. 
They now operate about 13,900 locations around the U.S. They could probably start with the ones that are opened across the street from each other. In the past year, Starbucks has opened almost 1,000 new stores in the Americas, which include the U.S., Canada, and Latin America. Competition from rivals like McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts is heating up, according to Bernstein analyst Sarah Sedatori. You know, uh, I think this is worth bringing up on the air. Uh, Joe, uh, uh, you know how you always uh, poke at the Rook and lament the fact that he hasn't watched the movie that you uh, gave him? Mm -hmm. North by Northwest? Mm -hmm. Will you ask him... uh, what film he took in last night with his son? I don't want to. I don't no, even want to know. I think you should. Uh, I don't want to know. I, I really think you need this Toy information. Toy Story? What, Grown what? Ups 2? What was it? <laughs> Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups 2. You mean you went to a movie theater? No, Gabe was watching it on the couch, and I, I walked by, and I got kind of sucked into it. Not, not Grown Ups, but Grown Ups 2. The sequel. The sequel is pretty darn uh, I'm, I'm unaware yeah. of the initial one. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Kevin James, Chris Rock. The whole group to got we got the band back together and just take shot at you, Joe. I love Toy Story, so so yeah, there, take Ooh, that. Yeah, hey, take that. Have you seen all up? three has of them? Actually, you, did you cry at Up? At Up? Oh, that what first scene where just they describe yeah. their life. Yeah. Oh my okay. goodness! Yeah, yeah. It was, we're yeah. gonna get Joe to see that, and if he doesn't tear up, I think I have seen it. Okay, good. I bet you teared up. I can't remember. Yeah, you did. I know. I know that you did. I can't remember. If you don't I, I cry at the end of Toy Story three, you have Toy no Story soul. three is a tearjerker. You have no. When it falls into the fire. Oh, what? 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 An (laughs) improvised method of getting rid of a snake in a garden by spraying it with gasoline kicked off a chain reaction that ended up with a house on fire in southern Finland. Finnish public broadcaster YLE reported that some of the flammable liquid spread by an ill-fated homeowner in Siuncio, west of Helsinki, landed on a nearby lawnmower. That lawnmower had just been used, and it was warm enough when the gas hit it to ignite a fire. Sounds like something I would have tried. <laughs> Frame spread <laughs> spread quickly. Great in, moves. In extremely dry conditions to the wooden house, reaching an exterior wall and attic. They did uh, extinguish the blaze, but they had about $20,000 worth of damage. The interior, luckily, not affected. Everything uh, that uh, burned was on the outside. YLE didn't identify the reptile, but venomous adders, smooth snakes, and grass snakes are the most common types of snakes in Finland. Okay, it's pretty dumb, but I heard something dumber. I'm not going to tell you the guy's name. He lives near a a golf course, and he has collected as many as 600 golf balls in one outing. Right, you with me so far? So one day, he gets all these golf balls and he brings them home. The wife's not home. There's nobody around. He gets the bright idea (laughs) to put the golf balls in the washing machine. He starts washing them. He hears this noise like a bomb going off. The washing machine was rocking back and forth as the tumbler was trying to balance itself against these balls. And the washing machine tipped over broke completely apart and uh and and then he had to explain all this when the boss came home and she didn't say anything she just went right to the phone called the appliance company and ordered a new washing machine oh how long were you married yeah this was not me he handled this well this was not me buddy you know what this was not me i don't why would he have thought that was a good idea because he was stupid that's really stupid yeah was he intoxicated no no he just thought, you know what? I got 600 of them here. It'll take me forever to clean them. I know what I'll do. I'll put them in the washing One machine. One shot. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Completely destroyed the washing machine. Otherwise intelligent <laughs> Absolutely. human being? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Now he can say, I used to be You know dumb. what he was doing? He was experimenting. <laughs> I wonder if. 
I wonder what would does happen. The, uh, I wonder what would happen. Does the warranty cover golf ball damage no, to I your washer? They, I think that. that uh, I think that washing machine went right would, to the uh, scrapyard. Would he have? Would he have thrown them in the dryer when they were done? Just uh, curious. I don't know. That's a good point. It <laughs> sounds good like hell. No, what now? Well, a guy, a guy named Max Moloch was the baseball coach at St. Mary's University in Winona, mm-hmm. and he ran it on a shoestring. And he would have kids go chase the balls down if they went down the ravine. He didn't want to have to buy baseballs. You know, how he cleaned them. He put them in a dryer. And they would throw rubber erasers in the dryer with them and then let them tumble around and the balls would come out perfectly clean. Wow. But he didn't wreck any dryers. I, I think he was smart huh. enough to maybe put, you know, maybe six balls at a time. Right, right. Not 30. Not 600 golf right. balls in a washing machine. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchereau. Dave Dollar's Garage Logic forecast this afternoon brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company with stores in Woodbury. Uh, what do we got? Bloomington. We've got Fridley. And of course, Duluth. I hope President Trump stops by. Say, uh, Here's Dave Dole. Hi, Joe. Hi. 77 out there right now. We have partly sunny skies. Temps slowly climbing. We should get up in the lower 80s for the afternoon high today. Uh, tonight, dropping down to 64. Some showers on the southwest side of town and down through southwestern Minnesota. That's where they're going to stay. I don't think uh, many of us will see any rain overnight tonight. Partly sunny tomorrow. Warm day up to 81 again. And then partly cloudy to mostly cloudy skies uh, tomorrow night. Some isolated showers are possible after midnight. 64 for the low. Friday looks dry now. 80 for the high. Then low 80s over the weekend. Partly cloudy skies both Saturday and Sunday. Monday it starts to heat up, back up to 85. We get back up close to 90 by the middle of next week. Again, today, Joe, kind of eking up to about 80 to 81. Right now we're at 75. Thank you. Yes? Who is it? Joe. (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) Okay, so the late 70s, Dave, can... Yes. You're on the air. Okay, thank you. In the late 70s, Dave Concepcion was the shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. They go to Wrigley Field. Davey's in a slump. The clubhouse there has a dryer that handles like seven loads of wash, so it's pretty big. Davey decides he needs some privacy because the clubhouse is really small, so he climbs in the dryer. Oh. Okay. Yep. Bill Plummer, who was Johnny Bench's backup catcher, decides to turn it on not realizing it's going to heat to like 7,000 degrees in 30 seconds. Okay. So somebody walks by, somebody else walks by the dryer, and here's Concepcion being tumble dried in this ridiculously hot utility, right? Yeah. He's pounding on the door. They finally get the thing open. He's got third-degree burns all over him. Good Lord. I I think there's a lesson here is a dryer is probably not the best way to seek best place to seek solace. No, it is it is not thank yes. you. Thank yes. I would like to verify that story. <laughs> now the guy now the guy I said told you about the golf balls he's texting me. <laughs> okay. He said I, it's not fun to be called stupid on the radio. I didn't say he was stupid. I no. said to do that was stupid. And you said, is he an otherwise smart guy? And I said, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he defended yeah, you. I defended the guy. And by the Ray, way. Once I protected Ray, his anonymity. Right, okay, Ray. <laughs> and by the way, I think all of us in this room have been called stupid a combined seven million times on the radio. Absolutely. Okay, now uh, Fonda has earned the attention of the Secret Service. The Office of the First Lady has contacted the Secret Service. Uh, and that wasn't the... 
listen to what else this guy has said. Uh, he has called for the public caging and rape of Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. They said Kirsten Nielsen is a lying. Go away. I think it's a word I can't use. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't use that. One. That should be put in a cage and poked at by passersby. The word I can't use should be pilloried in Lafayette Square naked and whipped by passersby while being filmed for posterity. Okay. Huh. Uh, for Fonda also proposed that Press Secretary Sarah Sanders' three children get kidnapped, kidnapped and locked in a basement while calling her a sexist slur. Uh, I can't use the word he used there, too. Uh, maybe we should take her children away and deport her to Arkansas and giving her children to Stephen Goebbels Miller for safekeeping. I don't know. I don't know even know what that is. Uh, wow. See, if it, if it wasn't for Twitter, we wouldn't have to know this BS. Lewandowski didn't even use Twitter. He just, he just behaved his disgraceful way on on public on television in public but it's all twitter driven isn't it it is yeah this is uh, uh he's really he's really foul what well, <clears throat> i understand they're trying to get a message out but i i think this obviously the wrong this is the wrong way to go about it uh it well here's another thing uh Fonda also called schools of immigration customs and enforcement agents kids. No, he has called for people to surround the schools of immigration customs and enforcement agent kids in an effort to frighten them. In response to another Twitter user calling for people to target ICE agents' bosses, Fonda said, sound, wrote, sounds great. We don't have to take the agents' kids. We only need to surround their schools and scare the blank out of them and worry the blank out of the agents from CBE, ICE, and regular Border Patrol agents. Uh, we need to scare the bleep out of them. We need to make their children worry now. Uh, then he, he also previously had written, we should we should hack the system, get the addresses of the ICE agents, CBP agents, and surround their homes in protest. Uh, we, we should find out what schools their children go to and surround the schools in protest. These agents are doing this because they want to do it. They like doing this. And then another profanity. Well, what would Fonda propose? How, how would he handle illegal immigration? I guess if you're a Mysterian and you're as wealthy as Fonda, what do you care? He lives behind a wall. Right. You just It's okay. Just keep coming in. We'll figure it out. Come on. Don't worry about money. What, what does he propose? <clears throat> Not that he would be a source of intellect on this, uh, but... He's, he certainly thrust himself into the national spotlight now that he has to be visited by the uh, Secret Service. Uh, and, and, and he'll say, oh, of course I don't intend to kidnap the kid, but, you know, I'm just making my First Amendment rights. I have my point to make about this. No. It's, just, it's just foul no matter where you look. Well, and people, are, are, people do selective listening. Somebody listened to you yesterday. I don't know who this person is. For a brief Few seconds that I listened to Garage Logic today. Well, then he's disqualified himself right there. Well, she's it's a she. she. I heard Joe Souchere try to justify the separating of parents and children at the border. No, I did not. I'm do sorry. That. That's where I draw the line. No more GL for me, and no way can you justify those actions. Well, that's, that's, when did you do that yesterday? I did not. I, 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 I don't recall. I, I, you. I, we started the show saying we're opposed to it. Oh my god. 
It, it's just even our own listeners can't get their act together. But it, again, it just goes back to people are What's going to just Read hear what they want to hear. Uh, Trisha Stoltz at Twins Fan Trisha. Well, at Trisha, Twins Fan Trisha, you're, you're, you just don't hear properly. You should have your hearing checked. No, no one on this show has advocated the separation of families. No right, one. Right. No one. In fact, that's the first thing you said is, um, I'm coming out as saying that should that should not happen. Right. But but the assertion that if you you know view politics to the right or to the left, that means that you walk in lockstep with every decision or every thought being made is just another level of foolishness. Yeah, you know, I condemn the club on the left, but the club on the right's not much different. No. I would agree with you. <laughs> the club on the right, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm just a guy with my own thoughts. I don't have allegiance to the left or the right. I just have my own thoughts about things. And I guess what we've learned the hard way on this show uh, is if you rip Trump... You you hear from the club, right? That's not going to allow you. You're not supposed to. You're not do supposed that. to. Yeah, come on, drink like, the Kool Aid. And if you're in the left, you know you're not going to let a guy eat Chick Fil A. It's it's just it's just amazing what's happening in this country. Yeah, round and round the winding gyre. You know what I'm saying? You see how everything's food based, the Chick Fil A stuff. Yeah, I come right back to it for you. I got you. Yeah. more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Robert, uh, Robert Matern writes, I can confirm the Duluth International can handle a 747. I landed one there a few years ago. And uh, Brian Hoffmeister writes, I work for Cirrus Design, which is located at the Duluth Airport. During the Cold War, the Duluth Airport was part of NORAD, and the runway was intended as an emergency landing location for B-52s. Also, the 148th Fighter Wing has been there for decades. Bottom line, the runway can accommodate any aircraft, which I suppose we should have known quite well because obviously it, at the base that's where there? Air Force One is going today. Right. So it can handle it. It's not a problem. Gotcha. No problem. Uh, I just, you know, we got to get back to, you know, I got a 48-hour ruling. That good. might seem to get back to good things. Well, it's just, it's just, no, I can't. I got too much more stuff I got to do. Harump, get the ID. Uh, 1500 ESPN's KSBC, Palmer Naples.